Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today is episode 150. So if you've been there since the beginning, thank you so much. If you came on anytime between the beginning and now, thank you so much for listening. I, I really do enjoy doing this, and I love hearing the stories about how this podcast blesses people's lives. So today's episode is called Learning to Dream Again. Okay, so I don't know how old you are, but I want to take you back to a time that you were, let's say right about like, I don't know, between five and six or seven, and it was Christmas season. So it was that month leading up to Christmas. And I want you to remember how that giant Sears catalog or Toys R Us catalog or whatever catalogs came in the mail to you. Did you look at them and be like, you know, I, I want this one toy. And man, if I get that, I'm going to be so happy. I'm guessing you didn't. I'm guessing that, I don't, me and my sister, me and my older sister, she's about 18 months older than I am. We tore through those catalogs. We circled everything we could ever want in there. We didn't care whether... You know, whether Santa Claus was going to give it to us or not. We just love the experience. We're like, oh, that'd be awesome to have. That'd be awesome to have. That'd be awesome to have. What happened? Like, honestly, what happened? Now, Now we're older. We have the infinite catalog that Heavenly Father's given us of the entire universe. And says, hey, you tell me what you want. And I'll tell you how to get it. And we're like, uh, you know, we're, we're more like that little kid in Oliver Twist that's like, please, sir, may I have some more with some really cruddy stew or porridge or whatever it was. God doesn't want that for you. He wants you to dream. He wants you to live. He wants you to go after what it is that you want in your life. So I want to invite you today as we talk, to go back to that little kid inside you. The little kid that had been punched in the face, kicked, you know, like everything else that's ever happened to you, metaphorically or physically. Go back to that little kid that knew who he was, that knew what he wanted and wasn't afraid to go and get it, wasn't afraid to ask for anything. Go back to that little kid. Go back to looking at this entire world as this amazing universe that we've been so blessed to live in as if anything was on offer. You want a car, it's available. You want to go on a cruise ship, it's available. You want a really cool pinball machine, it's available. You want to go to an amusement park, it's available. You know, almost like Oprah on her, on her show, you get your dream, you get your dream, you get your dream, you get your dream, you get your dream. Every one of you. I want you to live from that space. So today we're going to talk about learning to dream again. You know, I think when we're younger, we are willing to dream about anything. You know, we really, we don't have any sense of our perceived limitations. And so we're willing to ask for almost anything that we want. 
And, it is, and then as we grow older, we're kind of told, oh, you can't ask for that. You can't ask for that. You can't ask for that. You know, I remember even when I was younger that, you know, there was this really a nice older lady that lived by us when we were, when we were younger. And, you know, and I, I remember something around me, like asking her for something and later my parents being upset that I asked her for something. You know, and, and of course, they're trying to do the best they can, too. And, you know, you never want a, an old lady to feel guilted into doing anything. Um, but there, there really is something about that. Like, we have that kind of mentality of just saying, hey, like, and, you know, and, and, and this isn't some old lady we're talking about that we can dream with. This is the, this is the entire world. This is everything that Heavenly Father has to offer you in the entire universe. And we're the ones that say, oh, I can't have that. And one of the things I've started doing in my morning pages, which is just writing three pages longhand each morning, is dreaming. You know, and, and what I mean by that is just writing down, okay, what would my dream life look like? Okay, well, if, if I want to have a swimming pool, what, that, what would that look like? Oh, it would have this and you know, it, it'd be a giant area and it'd have cliffs and it would have a giant slide and it would be sunk into the ground and it would be awesome. Okay, what would I drive? Well, I, you know, I, I drive a Ferrari and Aston Martin, like, you know, and you start, dri- you start writing stuff down and instantly as I started to write stuff down, it's like, wait, 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 hold up, Joseph. Why would you need a Ferrari and an Aston Martin? We're the ones that do that to ourselves. If everything is on offer for Heavenly Father's children, when we're doing what he asks us to do, why do we hold ourselves back? Why do we say, yeah, that's right. I mean, there, there's people out there that are struggling in the world. You know, they, they also should have an Aston Martin. Okay, so just, just to be very clear, I'm, I'm very far, well, I, at least where I'm currently at, I do not have a Ferrari. I do not have an Aston Martin. But it is fun to dream. Like, I, I do. I think as we get older, we just stop dreaming. So, you know, and especially when our heart gets hurt in a relationship. Oh, boy. Does that, does that do a number on us at times? And we don't want to get back up on the horse. We don't want to get up back, on, back up on the horse in dating. And sometimes we don't even want to get back up on the horse in life. So what do we do to learn to dream again? You know, as I just mentioned, you know, I started doing these pages and started putting that in there. Like, I would love this. I would love to, you know, and, and that's very recent that I started doing that. You know, it's interesting because a few people that I've known recently, one that was a very, very dear friend and one that was more of an acquaintance, you know, passed away. And, and I'm just realizing more and more and more how finite our time is on this earth. And I think sometimes we, we sit and we think we're going to live forever and we put all this pressure on ourselves. And, and we don't let ourselves dream. We don't let ourselves do what we love to do because of other people's lives, because of other people's expectations, and frankly, because other people are manipulating you. Yes, I did just say that. Other people will manipulate you. Every one of us 
is doing the best we know how, given our thinking in the moment. You know, and, and people don't even understand. You know, it, it's like we have so much going on in our own lives. It's like recently I, I got this invitation for an event. And I, you know, one of the things that I do in my phone is like, if I don't, if I don't respond, like if, if I don't respond once I've clicked on the text, then plenty of times it's forgotten, you know? And so in this case, it was like, Hey, you know, I, I just, you know, was, was still contemplating this, this event. And if I wanted to go and, you know, and some things around that. And then like less than 24 hours later, the person responds, never mind, don't, don't worry about it. You know, don't, don't come to my event, go to this other person's event. <laughs> and, and it was really interesting because like yesterday was, yesterday was a, a bit of a rough day for me. I had some different surgery and stuff, nothing, nothing serious, but like I had some different surgery and stuff. And, and then I just had other things going on and I have other things going on this day that this person asked me to go to this event. You know, everything is not about you. It's about the other person. Whoever tells you something, whoever's trying to get you to do something, whoever's trying to manipulate you. Like every single day we have things that happen to us. So don't allow yourself to get manipulated. Like I wasn't offended when I got this, when I, when I got this text, I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. This this was you know, this was important to them. Everybody around you has hopes and dreams as well. And if you don't have your own, then you're going to somehow fit into theirs. You don't have to allow yourself to be manipulated or even to be coerced or any of those words. I mean, even when I, when I got this text recently, it was like, you know, the, the second text was like, Hey, don't worry about it. Um, you know, but my understanding was that the individual thought I was already go like, and I was not responding to them because, you know, I was going to this other person's party apparently. And it wasn't that at all. It actually had more to do with, you know, that, on that particular day, my my mom was leaving for the leaving for the airport, and I might have wanted to spend some more time with her because I wasn't going to see her for a few weeks. Like, it's never what you think it is. Don't allow yourself to get so wrapped up into what everybody else wants for you. You know, I I was once talking to a client. And that individual shared with me how somebody had shared with them that in your line of work, that they will replace you before your funeral. And, and I think that's really true for most people's lines, line of work. So you work your entire life for XYZ company, and within a week, they'll have you replaced. It's not about loyalty. It's not about anything else. It's just simply the work must go on. Nobody is going to fight for your hopes. Nobody is going to fight for your dreams. 
You know, I think I give some of the exact same advice all the time. And you know the quickest way to learn to dream again? Is as Sidney Banks talked about, having a quiet mind and a beautiful feeling. You know, yesterday, one of the things I've started doing, you know, in my, I'm currently building up my coaching practice. I've got some, some spots to fill. And so I'm currently reaching out and connecting with people and, you know, and literally just going through my phone book and saying, Hey, you know, who, who do you know that, you know, is, is interested in getting unstuck and starting a new chapter in life or going after their dreams? Well, it's interesting because we, as, as I shared maybe before, like a lot of times we don't go after our dreams because we're afraid of what other people are going to say. It's like in this particular case, when I was calling these people, there was one particular name that hasn't responded the best each time I've called them. Now, there is the option to not call that individual. Um, but I, I always look at it like, who knows what's going to happen? And they, when they answered the phone, they responded in basically somewhat of an annoyed voice like, hey, I'm busy. I don't have time for this. And, and, I, and I simply just said, hey, no worries, man. If, if you want to catch up, just give me a call back. Like, we got to stop thinking everything's about us. And now there's plenty of times, and even before I called that individual, like, I did have thinking about it. But I just ignored it and did it anyways. Why? Because, you know, in my, so one of my dreams is, you know, to get my coaching practice where I really want it to be, you know, and be working with a lot of really, really awesome and cool people. Well, part of that, the nature of, of building a coaching practice is reaching out and letting people know that you have a coaching practice. You know, and there's this great quote that says, it's by a religious leader of mine that was a was an incredible heart surgeon. His name is Russell M. Nelson. And he says, the Lord loves effort because effort brings rewards that wouldn't come otherwise. There, there's something about putting effort into your dreams. There's something about putting effort into your goals that makes them come to life. I mean, I, this is a strange example, but it, it's coming to my mind, so I'm just going to run with it. You know, if somebody you know, as essentially like as not breathing, we'll generally give them CPR. Now, I've never had that experience where I've given somebody CPR, but that's generally what happens. Now, in that process, oftentimes you actually break their ribs. Not intentionally, that's just the way it works. You're pumping their heart to save their life and you break their ribs. But those will heal. But you're putting breath into, their, into them. And one of the ways that I look at what I do is I breathe life into people's dreams. You know, almost like if you've ever seen or read any of the Chronicles of Narnia, there's this part where Aslan breathes and just by his breath alone, things are healed, things are cleansed, things are all kinds of things. And, and, I, and I will share as well, the more that I'm keeping my spiritual priorities in order, now that I'm reading the Book of Mormon each day, that I'm attending the temple regularly, that I'm doing the things that are important to me, the happier I am. And so there really is an element of, you know, inviting Heavenly Father and inviting Jesus Christ 
into your goals, into your life. So I breathe life into people's goals. And so plenty of times, you know what your dreams are? Your dreams are like that person that just is, you know, has, doesn't have breath right now. So what do you do? You start pumping it back into them. Whatever it is for you. Let's, let's say, for example, that your dream is to become a pop singer, to learn the guitar, to learn the piano. It helps to do those things by, well, if you sing, if you, if you spend time singing, if you spend time playing the piano, if you spend time writing your book. And especially, I'm going to add, if you're really struggling with this, learning to dream again, waking up early does wonders. I have been so stuck in my book for the past few weeks. Well, that, that's what happens when you stop writing. And also, when you're going back and editing and you're just trying to make things flow and you're trying to get the feel, you're trying to get that breath of the story again, it can be challenging. And so, but this morning I, you know, I woke up very early. I I actually have started waking up at, you know, about five o'clock or thereabouts. And, you know, I I planned on, you know, reading scriptures with my little nephew that lives in a, in a time zone two hours ahead of me. And, you know, he, he, uh, he, he decided to sleep in instead this morning, but I had all that time for me. And so, like, that's one of the things that I've started doing is doing my morning pages, doing my Book of Mormon. But, and then after that, I dove into writing, and today it just worked. Well, the more days you do in a row, generally, the more it works because you're so lost in the story. Like, if so, by putting time and attention, and especially that early morning time, your mind is clear. Like that is the time to, if if especially you're struggling with a project, that's a great time to do it. So what is it for yourself that you're learning to do again? What What is it for yourself that you're trying to learn to dream again? Now, we are all like that person, like, like I mentioned with me, of even just trying to dream and almost feeling like it's wrong. It just feels a bit heavy when you kind of start because you're like, there's people in the world starving. There's people in the world, all kinds of things. And, and I'm sitting here and hoping and wanting to have, you know, an, a Ferrari or an Aston Martin. No, and I'm going to tell you guys, like, those aren't my top dreams. But if somebody came up and said, hey, you know what? I've bought you a Ferrari and insurance has paid for it for life and everything else has paid for it for life. Enjoy. I would take it. Like, if something literally fell out of the sky into your lap, would you take it? You know, that, that's a similar, like, that's kind of an analogy that, you know, Michael Neal shared with me. Or, you know, sh- shared on his podcast, I believe. Like, if something literally just showed up in front of you, would you take it? I mean, I want you to imagine a, a, a slightly different analogy that it just starts raining from the sky everything you could ever hope and want. No, it's not going to crush you. It's not going to crush any of your friends or family. This isn't one of those analogies. This is literally that if everything that you wanted started raining from the sky... It's like there's this cool Simpsons episode 
And it's actually, I think it's a Treehouse of Horror, which is their, you know, their Halloween special. It's, you know, it's, it's a little, you know, like they, it's their version of horror, but it's not really scary. And so there's an episode that, you know, Homer goes back in time and every time he comes back, something's different, something's different, something's different. And then he comes back and his family has this like stunning, gorgeous house they're about to go to the funeral of his sister-in-laws that he hates. And, uh, you know, and then he shows up at, at breakfast, you know, and everything looks perfect and amazing. And he's like, can I have a donut, please, Marge, which is his wife? And she's like, what's a donut? And he totally freaks out and he runs downstairs. And as he does so to, to change, to go back in time again to fix it, and as he does so, it starts raining donuts from the sky. You know, so he, he just didn't understand. But like, so he had his dream life. Can, can you imagine if you had your dream life? If you had the, the dream person of the person of your dreams in your life, if you could do whatever you wanted in your life. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, why do we get this idea that we have to live this super perfect right life and we don't even take a chance to dream because the dreamers, there's, there's a quote around this, but like the dreamers are dangerous. So there actually is a quote around this. It's by T.E. Lawrence. And it says, all men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake up in the day to find it was, it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for they may act their dreams with open eyes to make it possible. As many of you guys know, I am known as the It's Possible guy. I help bring things in my own life and in other people's, other people's dreams to life. I help make them possible. Well, I love what it says there. For they may act their dreams with open eyes to make it possible. You are the ones that have to make your dreams possible. Nobody else around you is going to do it for you. Now, you might be wishing, as I have for many years, that I would have the girl of my dreams by my side and we would build our empire together. Hey, it sounds wonderful. It sounds amazing. But we always focus on the good side of that. There's plenty of people out there that are married that want to chase their dreams and their spouses actually hold them back. They don't want them to chase their dreams. They don't want them to go do the things they want to do. So everything is a gift and an opportunity and everything is a double-edged sword. But we only think of the side of the sword that hurts us the most. We don't think of the side of sword that, hey, I have unlimited freedom right now to do whatever I want to do create whatever I want to do in my life. We think of the other sword like, oh, if only I had my person in my life, then I'd live my life. Well, guys, we're burning daylight. Every one of us are burning daylight and, you know, especially finding two people that I've known. Once again, one that was a very, very dear mentor and one that was an acquaintance that, that, that helped me some. Like, we don't have all kinds of time in our lives. We have a finite time. Even if I live super long, I'm 39 years old. I, I, 
you know, let, let, let's say for kicks and giggles that even I get to 100, 111 years old. I, no, I, yeah, I just kind of pick that number. But okay, that would still mean that I only have 71 years left, which seems like a really long time. But when you just start getting engaged in what you really want to create in your life, oh my goodness, time starts passing by so quickly. Like when we're slugging through, when we're trying to find the thread, we don't have to find the thread. How do you get back to your dream? A quiet mind and a beautiful feeling. Oh, I'm going to come back to the point that I started to make a long time ago and then I lost it. So my point that I was sharing before when I, when I was talking about making calls to you know, continue to build and grow my business and, and, and if you yourself happen to be looking for a coach right now, feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm happy to sit down and have that conversation. But the, the, what I was going to say before then was one of the things that I do is I sit and draw. It calms my mind. So I'm sitting there. I've got my phone next to me. I've got my drawing pad in front of me. And I'm just sitting and drawing. So I mean, even in the past few days, I drew like, you know, three or four characters. And they're like really, really good. You guys could tell who they were. Um, which I'm actually, pr- I'm really proud to say because there was a time I couldn't draw anything. And then I finally, it was my dream. It was like, you know, we, we think of everything being a big dream. You know what my, what my little dream was? It was to go through and be able to draw the Simpsons characters in movie scenes. Well, if you go look at my Instagram, you'll see that I've done that. I've drawn the Simpsons characters in a Batman scene. Actually, both Batman scenes. I've also drawn, I've made comics of them that, you know, have famous celebrities involved in the comics. That's fun, guys. When we stop worrying so much about how how much work we have to do, we love life. We really do. You know, there's a great quote that just popped up. As I mentioned before, I've got this awesome, awesome background feature that it's called John's Background Switcher. That literally switches my backgrounds every 20 minutes. 20 minutes is the perfect interval. And I think 10, 10 would be too little and 30 is too much. You know what I mean? Like, but it just keeps switching. So I have this entire folder of my dreams, my goals, pictures of a, a mock cover of my book that I'm going to publish, like places I want to visit, things I want to go, quotes that inspire me and whatever needs to just kind of pops up. But one quote by Pablo Picasso says, only put off until tomorrow what you are willing to die having left undone. Now, I don't mean to be morbid, but guys, like, I'm just being a realist. One day you will die. That is the way it works. That is just the way it works. And so, but, you know, coming back again to this point. So, yeah, I sit and draw and I really enjoy it. And in the time sitting on the phone or you know, when I enter a conversation with somebody, I just get to sit and talk with them about their goals, their dreams, their life. And most people are afraid to admit they have a dream. I've got all my dreams, whether it's as simple as owning the Simpsons Lego house, which is no longer on the market. And uh, now it's a bit more expensive than it was when it was out. Like to... You know, to having these different pinball machines from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the limited edition one that just looks amazing. Like, I'm not afraid to say what I want anymore. Well, I guess, like, I'm growing in that area. 
I'm allowing myself to say more and more what I want. Like, every one of you wants to have a certain life. If you just let yourself have it, if you just let yourself start taking the steps. Oh, but coming back again to this point. See, the Spirit keeps interrupting me with other stuff. <laughs> Which I would gladly accept. Um, when I was sitting and drawing, all of a sudden, because I'd, I'd had some stuff done, you know, recently, like even yesterday, that, you know, instead of doing like a mini workout that I normally do when I'm listening to, when I'm listening to stuff about how to become a better coach, I actually just sat and I listened and I kept drawing. And it quieted my mind. And I got to this beautiful feeling that I talk about with people. And then I just wanted to sit there in that beautiful feeling. Oh, it is so gorgeous. But you can't force it. It just kind of happens. When you just don't have so much on your mind, it just kind of happens. We feel so forced. We feel so guilted to do so much. Guys, it's okay. It really is okay. Every one of us has to make choices. And, and I do. I, I think we make a choice and we kind of ask Heavenly Father and be like, is this okay? He's like, yeah. I think we need to take our plans. We need to take our dreams to Heavenly Father and say, hey, this is what I'm after. This is what I want to do. What do you think? You know, and if it's the wrong course, then he'll redirect you. Are you taking the steps forward towards your dreams? The only way to become a better writer is to write. Every book you write, you're going to get better and better and better. I mean, everybody looks at Taylor Swift now and thinks she is amazing. She started when she was nine years old or younger. She started peddling her records in Nashville when she was nine. Yeah, if you spend 20 plus years doing something, you're going to be pretty good. Metallica, the same type of thing. Blink, Blink 182, which is more, more my speed, like their, their joke was they sucked so bad they got good. You can't even mess around on instruments for a long time without getting better because you're going to hear different patterns. You're going to hear different things just by trying. You don't have to live a life that somebody else wants you to live. You have one life, and you get to live it the way that you desire. So go live your life. How do you learn to dream again? Well, I'll give you a couple practical steps. One, set a timer. Spend five minutes thinking and dreaming about the things that you want to see happen in your life. Now, even with that, it, it can take some time to remember how to dream. But don't force it. Just kind of allow yourself to be like, all right, well, what would be one thing I'd love to do? And then literally set a timer for five minutes and just start thinking about that thing. Not forcing it, just kind of allowing yourself, would that be cool to have in my life? The other thing you can do, as I've mentioned before, is create a folder of things that you love. Things that you want, places you want to visit, things that inspire you, quotes that inspire you. And put it on your wallpaper. You know, use John's background switcher. 
I don't, I don't, I don't have any sort of, at least at the current time, I have no endorsement with him. It's just a really, really cool thing that I've really enjoyed. So every one of you, you do have a dream. But if you keep holding that seed in your hand, it will not grow. You know, and I think of the movie The Lorax, and the entire, the entire world is fake. Our entire world, a lot of it is fake. Everybody's pretending, everybody's putting up plastic trees to pretend that they're okay instead of planting the real thing. If you plant the real seed and stop pretending that your life is perfect or that you're happy the way it is or all the other stuff that people say when they don't really mean it. You know, one of the things I've done as well with my morning pages recently is I've started being very honest. You know, this, this isn't working for him anymore. I'm frustrated about this. These are my dreams. This is what I want. You're, you're building a world. You know, when you're writing a book, especially in the first one in a series, you know, a lot of times they talk about world building. You have to build the world. Well, guys, it, you know, and an analogy that I first heard from Jack Canfield, I believe it was, said, you know, everybody sees these gorgeous Pixar movies that take about an hour and a half that, you know, very well done, perfect, amazing, awesome. But it took those three to five years to get done. And it took hundreds of thousands of hours to get them to that point. If you want to read a cool book about creativity and dreams and that stuff and about how it really worked, read a book called Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull that I really, really loved. It takes, it takes intention. It takes showing up. The more intention you put towards dreaming, the better you're going to get at dreaming. Why do I say five minutes of dreaming a day? Because it's a start. And everybody's got five minutes. I mean, we'll watch hours of TV, myself included. But it's, we can't grasp five minutes of dreaming. Why? There's probably lots of reasons, but I don't think we need to go into that. I mean, like once you start, you know, and just keep going, you're going to get better at it. And if you're not doing a great job envisioning what you want your life to look like, ask for Heavenly Father's help. Say, hey, I'm supposed to be visioning right now. I'm supposed to be daydreaming about what I really want my life to look like, but I can't see past today. You know, I, I can't get over this. I can't get over this other. I, I'm struggling. I'm frustrated. I really want the girl of my dreams in my life. Will you give me the strength? Will you give me the courage to continue to move forward? You can have whatever you want in this life. But it does help to start dreaming. So practically again, spend five minutes daydreaming. Create a folder of all the really cool things that you love. And if you want to, you can use John's background switcher or use whatever else you want to. And, and then spend time each day on the things you dream. I mean, you can even start out with five minutes or one minute or 10 minutes or whatever minutes you want. And even if you're not perfect every single day, just do better the next day. Oh, and, and the other one that's the most important is just have a quiet mind. Like I said, drawing kind of does that for me. I mean, an you know, especially when I'm drawing and listening to things that are powerful, that, that really does something for me. So 
I hope that through this episode today, you guys have learned to dream again. I'm going to share a quote with you, and I may have shared this before, but I'm going to share it again. It's by George Bernard Shaw. This is the true joy in life, the being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one. The being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish little clod of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. I am of the opinion that my life belongs to the community, and as long as I live, it is my privilege to do for it what I can. I want to be thoroughly used up when I die, for the harder I work, the more I live. I rejoice in life for its own sake. Life is no brief candle to me. It is a sort of splendid torch, which I've got to hold up for the moment. And I want to make it burn as brightly as possible before handing it on to future generations. I mean, what hits me about that is the joy in life is being used for a purpose we recognize by ourselves as a mighty one. Not one that somebody else says, oh, this person was great for this reason and this reason and this reason. We all want to do our own thing. We all want to live our own life. We all want to pass on some sort of legacy. Go start creating what it is that you want to create. Happiness comes from living in purpose. Living a purpose that, once again, you recognize by yourself as a mighty one. The purpose that lights you on fire, no matter what anyone else tells you about that, doesn't matter. It's about what you think about that. And the more you start living in this dream world, the more you start taking the steps ne necessary and act and become a, day, a dreamer of the day and take the actions necessary, as T. E. Lawrence says, the more you're going to find a pretty remarkable life. So my invitation to you again is go through those steps. Be still with, you know, not like as little think, like not paying so much attention to whatever thinking is going through your mind, you know, have that beautiful, wonderful feeling that I, I call the spirit and spend five minutes daydreaming and start looking at all the really cool things that you want. Almost like you were a little kid. Like I mentioned before with the big Sears catalog, when you look through at Christmas and you circled all the toys that you wanted, knowing that Santa Claus was going to bring them to you. Go back to that. Go back to that space. Go back to that little kid that has the catalog of the entire world available to them. Be that. And then start taking the steps necessary that you feel guided to take. And then do whatever else you feel inspired to do. And you're going to watch your life come alive. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website, happy 
nsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.